Hello, I'm Anna Bogutska. And I'm Clarice Larkery. And this is the Next Supremes, an American Horror Story Rewatch podcast. In this episode, all the witches perform the seven wonders to find out who the next Supreme is. It's us. We said this already. (laughs) You know who it actually Have you seen the new Cardi B video? No. Big coven vibe. She's like dressed in black and there's like sort of, it looks like it's a New Orleans like cemetery and she's you know dancing all around it i know what i'm going to be doing directly after we record this but also <laughs> can i just say i think we've beat a new record because it's been 30 seconds and there's already been a digression <laughs> I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry because i remembered that i should have told you before we started recording because i was watching the video being like oh i have to bring this up no i love it never apologize because every time i record i like there's a little timer in my head as i watch the recording <laughs> time pass on it's like how long is it going to take us to have a digression well thank you to cardi <laughs> b for being the record because she mean, beats so many records thank you to cardi b for many many things including yeah. this <laughs> so today's episode the seven wonders was written by douglas petrie who has written the previous episode of this season already, but let's just remember he uh, co-wrote Harriet the Spy, the movie. Yes. Very important. (laughs) And directed by Alfonso Gomez-Rejón, who I think is pretty much like directed half of this season. Yeah, he's just been here the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it's just fun to pronounce his name. He has a great name. It's fun for me. Like the (laughs) the most Spanish that I'm getting nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) It is really fun when you get to pronounce the word in like your second language. Yeah. Language. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there is no flashback as a cold open in this episode. There is a little bit of Stevie. Stevie comes back for a little song. Yeah, just a music video, really. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is. But um, did, what did you think? Look, it looks great. And in the context of it being a music video, it looks fantastic. It's beautifully shot. She's wandering around the house, you know, singing Seven Wonders. She mm-hmm. looks great. In the context of the story, Stevie Nicks randomly broke into the house, <laughs> started singing to no one, <laughs> went up to them, went, good luck, girls, walked out, left. Also, let's just, in the context of the story as well, Stevie Nicks broke into this house singing for no one. Uh, her friend Fiona is dead, supposedly, allegedly. Doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gives everyone a shawl. Because <laughs> everyone yeah. has a shawl. <laughs> or did they have, do they like, oh, I can hear Stevie's in the house again. Oh, shit. Everybody <laughs> got their shawls. <laughs> Stevie's broken in again. <laughs> Every Everyone is twirling. Everything is shot with a fisheye lens. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, sure. You know what is the finale? Fuck it. Like, let's throw everything out the window. Shawls for everyone. Twirls for everyone. I, and do you remember how in what previous episode we were wondering why it's called The Seven Wonders and whether it was because of the CV song? I think it's just because Ryan is like, well, if you come back again, uh. we'll just reshoot The Seven Wonders video. Look, we haven't made sense up until now. Why, <laughs> why start? <laughs> <laughs> so... After Stevie leaves, 
we get the the last witch supper is how I put it in the notes because again just another tableau for no apparent reason. Yeah, to to literally look like the last supper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's? I won't ask. <laughs> I was gonna be like, who's who, and it's like, actually, I don't want to know. No, no, I I don't think anybody really thought about that. It does look great yeah. as a still. So the main thrust of the episode really is the is the seven wonders it's them all of the witches so the young witches it's madison misty zoe and queenie performing the seven wonders to find out who the next supreme is sure (laughs) i mean (laughs) you i'm done I yeah I it's interesting like what I find really odd about this episode is the sort of the inconsistency of the trials mm-hmm. because one of them's hey could you move this candle yeah <laughs> and then another one is please go to hell and then come back it just seems like if you were going to have this great trial, the seven mm-hmm. wonders, you know, like the, the labors of Hercules, mm-hmm. like Hercules isn't just like moving a candle. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> they, they also just are, they're kind of mostly used, I think, to double down on the dynamics between them because Queenie's taking it seriously. Misty's mm. taking it seriously and is really nervous, even about the kind of the, the apparently the simplest tasks, right? But <laughs> then fucking moving a candle. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we can move a candle if we yeah, really tried. What what happens if I don't do it? They're like, well, you're obviously not the supreme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you also can't even move a candle. But the stakes are also really different between all the trials because if you go to hell, you get stuck in hell, like you die. Yeah, and they're also stuck in hell whether you quote unquote deserve it or not. But if you can't move a candle, then you're just oh okay, well I guess I'm done here. Yeah, I think that's my issue with it because they advertise this as like the most dangerous. It's so dangerous, and oh the seven wonders. <laughs> it's like, but it should be that like if you can't move the candle, the candle like sets you on fire or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I guess it would have been hard for the screen for the the writers to get around that because there's seven wonders and and four people competing. But yeah, I don't know. It's just not impressive. <laughs> no. And the mind control one just... <laughs> I thought that was really funny because it just like became um, a source of frat humor. Because it was just Zoe and Madison fighting over Kyle. Yeah. Oh, Zoe. She does the worst in this, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's just, she's just like a wet blanket and she's not that fun. Yeah, because she's crying because oh, <laughs> Madison uh, gets, you know, Kyle to kiss her in front and mm. and blah, blah, blah. And then her idea of hell is she wakes up, she's like, Kyle kept breaking up with me over and over again. And it's oh like, God. really? <laughs> That's the worst out of all the things that could ever happen to you. <laughs> Your most and your most, your worst nightmares <laughs> getting broken up by a boyfriend who yeah. literally has no personality. No. <laughs> and is now actually technically working for you. Or, well, working for the <laughs> exactly. coven. Exactly. 
your employee who, because he is a zombie, literally <laughs> has no personality. <laughs> um, I guess the most interesting, or at least I found the most interesting of challenges, is the descent into hell. Yes. Because, well, that's where Misty gets stuck. Poor Misty. Oh. She gets stuck killing killing a little frog. A little froggy over and over again. Yeah. Because she's too earnest, apparently. Or, like, cares too much about living thing, living beings. And that, apparently, is a bad thing? So I guess it's not presented as a bad thing. But it's, like, quite sweet that, like, her, her idea of hell is harming another mm. living being. It's quite nice. But to your point of the rules not being very clear... Also, at this point, we've also just descended into, like, trashing this season. <laughs> Which kind of <laughs> takes me by surprise, because this was my second favorite season before rewatching it. Um, it's the fact that, so, when Misty gets stuck in hell, right, they cannot go and rescue her, because that would be against the rules, because she needs to make her way back by herself. But then, yes. when basic-ass Zoe gets herself somehow impaled on a fence when they're playing tag... In between the challenges, fucking everyone just moves heaven and earth to resurrect her. Well, because they just decide. Because one of the the wonders is Vital and Vitalis, mm -hmm. the resurrection of the dead, yeah. and so they impromptu decide to make Zoe the thing to bring back from the dead. But yeah, it does. It is uneven. And also, isn't, like, Madison... Why is Madison even allowed to compete? She already died, and she had a heart murmur. So, isn't she technically out anyway? Well, I think because she was out because of the heart murmur. Yeah. But then she died, and she came back, and the heart murmur was no longer there. That was their logic of explaining it. But they can't go down and rescue Misty? I don't like it. Doesn't really make sense. Yeah, like, different priorities. <laughs> Yes. And yeah, it does sort of feel like if you die in the Seven Wonders, you should just die. But I guess the thing with Zoe is that she completed it. Mm. She's just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, her death was sort of outside of the trials. Because yeah. it wasn't like she couldn't perform the spell and couldn't um, teleport. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She just teleported like an, onto a stake like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe that's why there's a difference in treatment. Mm. Zoe just ruining everything. Yeah. But then, like, actually, that that's a really big turning point in the whole episode because that then becomes a fallout situation between a lot of other characters. So that's the point where uh, Cordelia enters the, the Seven Wonders let's, competition and also Kyle, in his grief, kills Madison. Yes. So there's a lot of stuff happening. Kind of what did you make of the um, of the of the two twists? <laughs> Do I even call them twists? Yeah, well this is interesting because um as you know, as somebody as you know, obviously we've watched on <laughs> into the other seasons. <laughs> and I think this is the first example of what becomes a kind of repeating habit in American horror story where they get to the end of the season. And they're like, oh my god. 
there's like oh there's too many characters and we, like, oh i really, love where this is going <laughs> we, we haven't really wrapped up the storylines fuck oh we have like so many storylines to wrap up what do we do uh, uh, just kill, kill him. Him. <laughs> <laughs> and so you will see from and i hope this isn't isn't a spoiler because mm. like you won't know who dies because it's completely random <laughs> But this will become a repeating thing that you get to the end of the season and you realise everyone's still kind of alive. <laughs> and and Ryan Murphy goes, blah! <laughs> and, you know, so we'll just come in with, like, a sword start chopping everyone's heads <laughs> off. That doesn't actually happen, so that's not a spoiler. But that is an example of what would happen at the end of a season. Someone just gets a sword and they just go... I love that you qualify that the characters are kind of alive. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because obviously someone dies and then they come back and, yeah. and you know now they're a swamp monster like whatever <laughs> you can tell that it's the end of the season because the deaths get a lot less creative everyone's just like oh just like just fucking throw them down the stairs or something i don't care just yeah. get, rid- get rid of them oh just just get this character to strangle her yeah <laughs> it's not really in character but like whatever yeah just like just low budget kills low budget kills for everyone Although I have to say there was one really creepy moment uh, when Madison is killed again, uh, and then we just see Spalding tiny ah! hands caressing her face, and I tiny oh. tiny doll head comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me so much of one of my favorite uh, Kristen Wiig characters uh-huh. is the the singer with the tiny hands. Oh yes. <laughs> Which is like, and I just ate a squirrel. <laughs> it's that, but American Horror Story. Oh my god, it was, oh, Spalding just, Spalding is kind of the best ghost, I would say, because he appears very randomly, out of nowhere, has very particular fetishes, and things yeah. that he gravitates towards, and he's really into dolls. So the fact that he's dead, and has a doll thing, it's just, it's, all of that, all of that combined, it is quite creepy. It's and he lives in an attic as well, so and like entirely just covered in dolls. I mean, I also live in an attic, but. <laughs> 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 However, I will say that as far as we, as far as I know, Clarice, you are not a deceased or a like the ghost of a of a butler man who. No had his tongue magically removed and has not washed his hair since 1945. Yeah. And I do own some dolls. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say... Normal sized hands. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say not to a worrying amount. Okay, I'm going to move on because I don't really don't want to know what a worrying amount of dolls is. I mean, I just have like the one that I had from when I was a kid, but Cute. it looks exactly like me. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a plot line on what we do in the shadows where it was, she had like an identical doll and I was like, nice. oh, it's me. <laughs> this oh show god. is about me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know exactly what plot line you're talking about. Shall we move on to the the big reveal of this whole Seven Wonders competition. Yeah. The next Supreme is revealed to be Cordelia. Cordelia enters the Seven the Seven Wonders thing and does them all. 
Because Myrtle, like, halfway through, once several people are dead, is like, <laughs> oh, wait, you're also eligible. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized this. You know what this oh, woman needs? Oh, and also, you're the daughter of the last Supreme. That would actually make a lot of sense. <laughs> Should have picked up on that earlier. <laughs> you know what this coven really, 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 really needs? Nepotism? Fuck- <laughs> no, nobody needs more of that. <laughs> no, it needs a fucking administrator. It needs someone yes. to, like, keep track of this shit. Because there's literally five witches, not counting Myrtle, alive. And you didn't think that Cordelia was eligible? Until literally halfway through, <laughs> when there's two left, when there's when there's two, including Myrtle. Well, Zoe comes back, so I guess three. Yeah, but at the time, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what did what? Okay, so this is actually a question. <laughs> what did you make of the at the time when you first watched Coven of Cordelia being the supreme? I think I was sort of like, oh yeah, <laughs> that makes sense because it's it's Sarah Paulson. I think that's the thing. I it wasn't so much Cordelia. It was like, of course, Sarah Paulson. Of course, yes, she would be the next supreme. She's such. She is the in real life and on film. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Like I feel like it, I don't remember feeling like it was such a huge surprise to me mm-hmm. i guess because the way that all the the younger girls was characterized mm-hmm. it was such an equal race the whole time that it never seemed like any of them would be a satisfactory answer uh-huh. i think at the time i i thought that um fiona would come back somehow and <laughs> 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 be like i'm still the supreme <laughs> Or like it would be Stevie next, or something. Be, I I thought something completely random was going to happen. Yeah, or like a new witch would appear. Yeah, because it didn't. It didn't quite. I was like, it can't be any of. It can't be any of the girls because mm-hmm. it's not going to be satisfactory to be like it's Zoe. Like if it's like Zoe, it'd be like oh. if it's Madison, <laughs> it'd be like oh, that doesn't seem good for healthy for the coven. Yeah, she's just like a mini Fiona. <laughs> Yeah, like Queenie just never got enough character development because mm-hmm. so it was kind of obvious it was not going to be her. Um, Misty also didn't get enough character development, so it also wasn't going to be her. Mm. So like it was either going to be Zoe or Madison, and I was like, but also those are not good answers, so it was going to be no one. <laughs> did it? Did it stand when you were watching it for this? I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it like it does just always lead to. I think it's more obvious watching it again mm-hmm. that it was going to be Cordelia because you see her powers grow the whole way through the show and you see her confidence grow as well mm-hmm. so it's like of course it, it's like, yeah it really doesn't seem like a twist out yeah I, I do remember it feeling like it was coming out of nowhere and I'm actually gonna say that it was probably because I did not have the full I did not have the full understanding of the brilliance of Sarah Paulson like I just knew her <laughs> from American Horror Story and Cordelia was, even though her powers grew, she was always constantly so mocked by the season that it did feel weird that she would end up being the one with the power. But also, like, you know, the the best choice, maybe. Yeah. But before she can fully become the Supreme, 
there is a final confrontation between her and Fiona, who apparently not dead. <laughs> I'm not dead, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she has her own surprise bitch moment. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, Axeman turns out not a, not a lady murderer, so... Axeman innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Of that particular crime, of the other crime, still guilty. <laughs> okay, I know exactly the like very extremely niche T-shirt that I'm gonna commission for you for your birthday. What, <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of Fiona's actual demise? I was I really liked this scene, mm-hmm. um, just partially because I think it's the. It's the most sort of like acting moment of the whole season because you really get the mm-hmm. tenderness between um, just getting Sarah Paulson and Jessica Lang having this pure moment of like emotions and tenderness and there's no bitchiness. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a little bitchiness, but it's it's mostly sincere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I feel like every single other like big seed between the witches throughout the whole season, it was always well, I'm better than you, and I'm better than you, Dick, claws out. Mm -hmm. And here we get the sort of, like, Oscar, (laughs) the Oscar uh, reel, clip reel thing (laughs) of of them just sort of, I guess, getting it all out, because she's dying, you know, Fiona is is about to die. Mm -hmm. Um, She has nothing... Like she doesn't really have anything to prove anything or anything to hide. Like mm. she she sort of has this moment of like, fuck it, I might as well be vulnerable. Yeah. Which I think there's an element of realism to that, of mm. just like there's no point holding on to any of this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I might as well be truthful to my daughter and to tell her that I didn't I didn't actually hate her. Mm-hmm. I hated myself. <laughs> Cause she said something, um, it's quite <laughs> it's quite dark and it's the sort of thing that only um only Fiona could ever say uh is uh when a woman becomes a mother she can't help but see her mortality in that cherubic little face. Mm-hmm. Which again like I feel like <laughs> I, like I'm not a mother I imagine it's not true <laughs> of most people that they have their babies they're like you are a reminder of death <laughs> welcome to the world but i think for that character it's like devastatingly truthful to fiona mm-hmm. and who she is and yeah i know i just i really liked this scene it's a really powerful scene and it's also one of those rare scenes where the the imbalance of power and the imbalance of admiration as well that cordelia has always felt towards her mother towards fiona kind of shifts where she is at her peak she's in her full she's in the position of power but also her power is actually coming not from the fact that she's realized her potential as a supreme but it's coming from the fact that she's finally embraced herself for who she is she's not trying to mold herself into something that fiona would approve of or a version of fiona she's a witch in her own right but also it's it's powerful because it's still quite difficult to write truthfully and to see these type of difficult earnest confrontations between mother and daughter because the presumption is the social contract is that that's a sort of love that is uncomplicated and always uh, you know supersedes any other type of love and 
between these characters like it it doesn't it's really complex it's really dark it's really messy and it's really hurtful and they've been hurting each other throughout you know since cordelia was born and this like final hashing out of things without actually letting go or necessarily excusing the hurt that fiona had had done upon her daughter i thought was really was i did not remember it to be quite so good actually Hmm. yeah which is the thing like Mm. as much as as (laughs) as much as we you know a made fun of this season and b kind of pointed out the the huge flaws with it i think this storyline between these two women Mm -hmm. is very well constructed and and ends with something really beautiful um even if yeah even as you said if it's not like it's not this like totally satisfying healing moment but i I don't think that stops it from being beautiful in its own way oh absolutely and you know to echo something that we kind of always point out usually towards the end of the of a season is that amongst all the batshit insanity of an american horror story season you'll get like nuggets or one storyline that really hits on something really earnest and really truthful and really special and they're given to really capable powerful performers and do you know what like that's the one that ends up sticking out yeah <laughs> yeah and that's like the reason that we keep watching keep coming- it <laughs> Oh, I know. I like. I you know. We also watch it because we love the craziness. Mm. But you know, instead of like, I don't know, us watching a YouTube compilation of uh, haunted house mazes, you know, it's why we specific. I don't know. (laughs) My brain's really reaching for like something crazy. Um, You know, it's why we specifically come to American Horror Story because it's a it's a dual layered thing. It's this ridiculous uh supernatural soap opera. But also with the with these moments of like piercing truth that yes. because they're rare, they seem all the more precious. Like mm-hmm. when you hit on them, you're like, oh wow. Yes. <laughs> you know, if this was in the Sopranos, you'd be like, whatever. <laughs> Two people are writing, I don't care. <laughs> but because you have to kinda like wade through it in uh-huh. American horror story, it's so much more satisfying. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. That's the key to making a good show. Is, uh, <laughs> make it mostly nonsense. <laughs> Fling a load of shit onto the audience, but then like just hide a diamond in there. Just like yeah, a, a dramatic that's, uh, diamond. What Michaela Cole was missing. Oh, don't. <laughs> in in uh, if she really wanted to win a Golden Globe. I'm so <laughs> sorry about that. Made her show mostly nonsense. And then one good scene. <laughs> <laughs> You worked for James uh, Corden, didn't it? Yeah. Don't even have one good scene. Anyway. Oh, I liked the prom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was stupid at the same time, but I liked it. Um, oh, well. Oh, well. But uh, as we're reaching towards the end of the season, Fiona obviously, obviously goes to hell. <laughs> what did you make of her particular vision of hell, though? Naughty pie! (laughs) 
Um, one of the my favorite line deliveries in all of American horror stories <laughs> is her screaming "Naughty Pine" with all the like weight of the true like award winning talent that she is. Because <laughs> uh, it's uh, I I really love this scene because <laughs> she wakes up and it's just a perfectly nice cabin. <laughs> it's quite large. There's at least four rooms to it. It's much bigger than the place I live, Fiona. <laughs> and and she's wandering through and she's like, this is disgusting. It's actually quite nice. It's very cottage quarry. I'm like, excuse me. This is yeah. cute. It's a lovely day outside. A beautiful day. The axman's come in like with a fresh fish that he's just caught. He's gonna cook yeah, for you. A catfish. He's, he's got nice. a boner. So, like, what else do you want? <laughs> got a catfish, and he's got a boner. <laughs> what more could you want, ladies? <laughs> I think that's like instantly turned me off the axe. <laughs> that's that's what turned you off the axe. It's not the murders. Just <laughs> that catchphrase. <laughs> Sorry, continue. What seems like it would be perfectly fine for like <laughs> hell. <laughs> There's people literally burning alive in other parts of hell. <laughs> and she has to live in a nice cabin with a man who brings catfish home <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> and yeah, she she completely melts down, screaming her head off. Yeah. And 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 then the axe man says, well, I'm in heaven, honey. She's like, meh. And then she looks across her large cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're fixating on the cabin. Because <laughs> it's really, sorry, it's just, she wakes up, she's so horrified. It's like, this is a beautiful... Also, it's not like a four-poster bed. Like, that's a good bed. It's a beautiful bed. It's yeah. a beautiful cabin. <laughs> it's, a gra- it's a great catfish. Catfish is really good. <laughs> <laughs> if you like deep fry it, right? And it's um, delicious. Yeah. What? <laughs> what kind of asshole do you have to be that this is your idea of hell? <laughs> Considering out of all of the hells we've seen so far in the show, this is this is the best. Like, this is a very acceptable one. Is this the one that you would choose? Uh yeah, I would choose Madison's Network Musical where I have to play <laughs> Diesel and Sound Music because that sounds really fun. <laughs> but then, like, you'd always be tired. Whether it's here, you're always waking up basically from a nap. You're getting fresh fish and like hell sex with the man who you were <laughs> in love with in your dying days. And there's whiskey because she starts drinking right away. I don't understand yeah, but- the problem. In the other hell, you get to sing 16 going on 17. (laughs) (laughs) And people love it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Fiona. Just get off your fucking high horse. Eat the catfish. Yeah, Papa Legba's like, I fucking got you. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love you sitting on the other corner of the cab and be like, I fucking got you. He's having such a jolly. He's literally. I'm. I'm gonna screenshot that. I'm gonna make a gif where it's just him going close. 
balls. <laughs> like he played the long game in this. Oh yeah. Oh, he always did. He's great. Mm-hmm. That's why he was always so so great and chill. It's like <laughs> I'll get everyone, especially yeah. you. Like everybody's come to hell eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and to wrap up, really, Cordelia as the new supreme makes uh, a, an interesting decision to come out on national television. So she reveals the existence of witches and calls out for young witches, any young woman who's, who identifies as a witch, to come down to New Orleans. So what did you make of this new of this new era of the coven? I mean, I, I know that obviously the subtext is meant to be a sort of like LGBTQ analogy of yeah. like, if if, you know that there's something really positive about people being open with their identity because it encourages a sense of community and that's all great. Uh, but it, like in the reality of the show, it's the entirety of Hot Topic like turns up on their doorstep. <laughs> 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 and it's just a bit like, these girls are not witches, they're just goths. Yeah, <laughs> like... so... <laughs> what is the testing process? That's what I want to know. Exactly, because they all look outside and like there's a line around the block. Like, how are we? Where are we gonna let them all sleep? And, and Cordelia's like, we'll buy like, more houses. We'll buy more houses. <laughs> and it's like you're With really what? confident that every money? one of these Lydia Dietz knockoffs <laughs> <laughs> queuing around the corner is an actual legitimate witch and not just some like. <laughs> Be honest, though. Be honest. If you saw Cordelia. And of course, Cordelia being Sarah Paulson on TV, being like, witches coming down to New Orleans, so I covered. Would you not go? I feel like no, because I'd be like, I don't have powers. Because I don't have powers. But what if you do? But I don't. What if you do? I would want to find out. I would 100% go there and queue with all the other, like, lenient knockoffs and be like, may I have some powers, please? I feel like I would have noticed by now <laughs> if I had witch powers. I feel like my life would not be as useless as it is right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I would have figured out some advantage. Although once. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Once I was like, I, I had, to, I'm trying to keep this vague. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to an event mm-hmm. where where an ex would be there. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh fuck, I don't know. I like I just don't want to see him. I really don't want to see him. If only something could happen that would mean that he wouldn't come. He didn't die. I'm gonna preface <laughs> <laughs> this person is alive and well. Um I was like, God, wouldn't it be great if he just couldn't come? And then somebody gets a text, his train was cancelled, he couldn't go. Oh. I was like, oh, did I do that? Oh. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> Join the queue. So yeah, maybe I maybe I would just to be yeah. like, well, let's we'll check that that was an actual coincidence, and I didn't, I didn't mind power, because I do have that thing, you know, when you don't want to do something and then they cancel. <laughs> that happens to me quite a lot. Oh. So maybe my witch power is I can make people cancel on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into it. <laughs> I think my only witch power is just like knowing when someone would be into something because I just as evidenced by uh, I don't know how many episodes we've done this already because I just blind DM people being like are you into this? And they're like yeah that's my favorite movie that's my favorite show. 
That's definitely a power. <laughs> it's happened so many times. That's definitely a okay. We're definitely both witches. Okay, done. This is this is okay. I'm joining the. I mean, I was already in the queue, but you know, I'd be yeah. the sort of like hot topic nerd who would go there like three days before and just be, try to be the first one to come <laughs> out. <laughs> I probably would do that as well. I've been the first person in a lot of queues. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And I, I am like. <laughs> Have I ever told you this? I I am like sort of descended from somebody who put a curse on my family. What? (laughs) It's It's, been fucking 13 hours of recording about this season and this is the first I'm hearing of this? I tell a lot of people. (laughs) I really, I don't know any of the details of this. Uh Uh-huh. But I was told when I was a child that Mm -hmm. someone in my family just put a curse on just poke us on everybody. Oh my lord. <laughs> Which I'm, I don't know. So I'm kind of like, was that person like an occultist? Or was, was this a one off <laughs> incident? So maybe I might be descended from witches. Remind me to never upset you. <laughs> that <laughs> might make you cancel on me. <laughs> Beware. Oh my and before we wrap up this episode though there's only there's only one more plot thing that happens and Myrtle gets executed again but also yes. in the most iconic way but fabulously fabulously executed what did you what did you think of that of that scene is i mean i feel like that this scene is american horror story at its peak like mm. most american horror story because <laughs> it's the combination this is where we get the combination of the completely over the top camp of like Myrtle in this incredible red dress um and and cordelia says do you have any final words mm. and she lets out this guttural cry of balenciaga <laughs> <laughs> and then she dies in horrible agony but it's sort of also contrasted with the fact that Cordelia is having to kill like the actual mother in her life, the woman who raised her and nurtured her and let her become the supreme that she is today. And so you're watching this ridiculous thing happening on one side, and then it's cutting back to Sarah Paulson giving this heartbreaking performance of like she's, you know, in tears and and grieving. You know, grieving the fact that mm-hmm. she has to basically kill her own mother, her own... Sort yeah. Of... And she's now had to do it twice. Twice over. Do it twice, yeah. yeah. And it's like her doing it this time, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really well put. Is there anything that we haven't covered from this episode that you wanted to, to touch upon? No. I oh. think... I think we covered everything. So is it time... Then we move on to the categories for this episode. Yes. Okay, so what was your top quote? So I'm going to go for one that, a really obscure one that just really made me laugh. Mm -hmm. It was not a thing said, but it was on screen. Uh When Cordelia was giving the interview, it flashed up. Up next, Liza Minnelli talks about her hip. I want to know what the <laughs> fuck that was about. <laughs> oh, I love it. it. Was, you see, my hip. <laughs> my 
Mama gave it to me. <laughs> like, well, what do you mean Liza Minnelli talks about her hip? I just, I'm sorry. Now I just want you to play Liza Minnelli in some sort of audio drama about Liza Minnelli. <laughs> No, that was a really bad Lisa Minnelli impression. As someone who cannot do a single accent every time you break into accents, I'm just like, in awe. I mean, you can thank me being an idiot who wanted to become an actor at some point, even though I can't act. Well, that's, I'm sure that's what Judy told Liza, and look at Liza now. A legend. She's talking about her hip. <laughs> on the tv <laughs> i i'm gonna also pick a really obscure one yes um and i don't know why i keep picking x-men quotes but when so in fiona's version of hell uh when he turns around with his catfish and she's pouring herself a drink he like grabs his crotch and he goes well if you want a stiff one come over here <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. Just, no one could deliver that line except Danny Houston with a straight face. Oh, Danny Houston. Good oh. job. Yes, not Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean, I do I even have to ask best song of the episode. I mean, no. Uh, no. The one that's the name of the episode. Uh, truly. <laughs> and what about best fit? Well, I feel like it has to be the red, I'm guessing, Balenciaga dress mm. that she wears at the end. Which I like the addition of the little red lace gloves as well. I think that really sells it. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I was actually going to mention Misty's outfit when they're starting oh. to perform the seven wonders because she's got this amazing like gold belt that kind of like wraps around but doesn't meet at the center of her waist and it's oh. really beautiful and she's got that one like red feather in her hair it's really good it's like goth stevie nicks vibes that's cool it's really she, yeah cool. she wore a lot of good belts yeah and did you pick up on any witchy puns? No, because everyone was being kind of quite serious in this episode. Yeah. There's no time for witchy puns. Who do you think is the MVP of this episode? Honestly, Pavel Egba. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> He's loving it. Yeah. He's like, I got all of you. Oh, I got all of you. <laughs> And did you pick up on any insensitive historical references this week? Not really, because I guess we already talked about the fact the Seven Wonders is just a completely made up thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that there wasn't really anything else, I feel, that was referenced that we haven't talked about. I guess like the burning at the stake, obviously, mm -hmm. is an insensitive historical reference. <laughs> And what can we expect from the next episode? What in the next episode will be hosting the first and last Covenant Awards before we move on to American Horror Story Freak Show. I don't know why I said freak so weirdly. <laughs> we'll be back next Wednesday with the Covenant Awards! Better than the Golden Globes. I mean, definitely <laughs> better than the sure. Golden Globes. 
<laughs> in the meantime, send us your thoughts on Twitter. Follow us at Next Supremes Pod. Also, you can find me at Clarice Lou. And I am at Anamita Mented. I think Sarah Paulson is going to win every single award. The Coven Awards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's going to be something about the axe. You're going to make me say something embarrassing about the axe, why not you? <laughs> I would never. <laughs> but I will now. <laughs> He's been great. He's like, you've really made me appreciate the axe man in a whole new light. Like, I love a man who jazzes. <laughs> <laughs>